Week 14 of the NFL season is here. Today, I will talk about my three favorite spread picks plus two extra leans for Sunday. But before we dive into those, let's recap how last week did because we do this video every single week. Our official picks went two and one on those spread picks in that video and the leans go two and up. Oh. We'll take that. Now, we've already had a great start to week 14. Thanks to Thursday Night Football. We had the Rams plus six and a half. We had Van Jefferson's over in receiving yards. We'll take that 2-0 start. Let's keep that momentum going into this week. Now, of course, my parlays and player props are not in this video, but we have a completely separate video that is posted on Saturday evening. It might already be live by the time you're watching this. So if it is already live, it'll be linked at the end of this video in the pinned comment and in the description of this video. Definitely go check that out. But speaking of player props, look, Prize Picks is a great offer for you guys right now. They have a free square for Justin Herbert to throw just one. All we need is one passing guard for Mr. Herbert. He's going to get that done on Sunday. So if you want to sign up for Prize Picks, you can take advantage of the free square. But also, if you sign up using code COS, you get 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. So sign up using our code or the link in the description. Both work. And then you get 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. Just make sure that code COS is in there. And then you can take advantage of that free square for Mr. Justin Herbert. I'll have how I'm using it in that Parlays and Player Prop video live on Saturday night. No more wasting your time. It's week 14. Let's dive into my first pick. And I'm going to the battle of ex-New York Jet quarterbacks. Says I'm going to the Seahawks versus the Panthers. And I'm taking the Seahawks. Minus three and a half. Minus 110 on MGM. Now, yes, I made a mockery of this. Because we have Geno Smith versus Sam Darnold. As a Jets fan, these are the two quarterbacks that I've watched as a Jet for some of my young adult life. But... We are back into this game, and let's talk about why I like the Seahawks in this one. And I'm going to be honest, Sam Darnold's kind of looking decent. I mean, the Panthers really haven't had any quarterback uh, play really this year, but Sam Darnold's looking all right. But this just feels like a game the Panthers are going to get smoked in. Now, obviously, you could look at last week when you saw the Seahawks sort of struggle against the Rams, only winning by four points in that one. But, like, the Panthers have really been bad on the road. They're 0-5 straight up. Their last two road games, they got smushed by the Bengals by 21 points. They lost by 10 to the Ravens, who really haven't been that great recently. And the Seahawks... They're battling some injuries. We don't know if Kenneth Walker the third will play, but I don't think it really matters in this one. I think the Seahawks are the much better team, and this is a must-win game, must win game for the Seahawks. You look at their schedule coming up, they got the 49ers and the Chiefs the next two weeks. So, looking at this game, must-have. You got to dominate the Panthers. You got to go out there and play pretty well, because those next two games are going to be tough, and this is a Seahawks team that, at the beginning of the year, no one really knew what to expect from them. People expect them to be pretty bad, but so far into the year they've been looking pretty solid and you know you look at a panthers team they've actually been decent recently covering in three straight games but they haven't covered four straight since 2019 so I don't see them really getting that done pete carroll also last week they played against john mcveigh and the rams surprisingly pete carroll has struggled in his career against john mcveigh in fact over the last eight games they're one and seven against the spread against the rams but you look at the week after they play the rams they actually been very good so you see a little bit of bounce back they don't cover one week they cover the next week and the seahawks 14 8 and 2 against the spread the week after playing the rams that's a stat thanks to action network i appreciate them for putting that out there but sign me up i think this team is going to come out here and play pretty well the seattle seahawks are a very good team a lot of people aren't are surprised including myself that they've been so good this season. Also, worth noting, Sam Darnold has been played in Seattle, I believe, once in his career. The last time he, or at least the last time he was there, he lost 40 to 3. Now, I'm not expecting them to, him to lose by 37 points, but I will not complain. I'll take the Seahawks minus three and a half points. I think that's way too many. I think they could easily win this game by 10 points. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Let's give a move to my second pick, though. I'm going with the Cleveland Browns plus five and a half. My only underdog pick of this week. That's a spoiler. My next pick will not be an underdog. But let's talk about the Browns as this is minus 107 on points bet. Now, Deshaun Watson is back and the Browns are traveling to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. And the Bengals have looked great as of late. But look, Watson in the offense, 
Yeah, you know, they look great last week. Now, granted, you know, Watson had had a little bit of rust. It showed, but they didn't really have to do much as the Browns defense and special teams carried him. I think they had three touchdowns. I don't even know if the offense scored a touchdown, but on Sunday, I expect Watson and that offense to get back into a better groove and be able to establish the run against the Bengals defense. Now, Joe Burrow and the Bengals, like I said, coming off a big time win against the Chiefs last week. Props to them. They appear to be the Chiefs kryptonite. But what is the Bengals kryptonite? The Cleveland Browns. Yeah, you might be saying, what? How are the Cleveland Browns like Bengals kryptonite? Well, look at this. Joe Burrow, 0-4 straight up against the Cleveland Browns. He's also, you look at the Bengals, they've lost eight of their last nine against the Cleveland Browns. I don't know what the Browns got against them, but the Browns have been able to find recipes and ways to beat this Bengals team. And I think the Bengals are going to have a little bit of trouble here. The Browns, I'm not asking. I'm not coming out of here and saying the Browns win this game. Now, I will tell you, the Bengals or Browns will not be in my Moneyline Parlay on Saturday night's video, but... I just think the Browns have the pass rush to make life tough on Joe Burrow. They got Miles Garrett to go out there. He's a great game wrecker. And the Browns have the run game to keep the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands. You know, this Burrow and this Bengals offense want to throw the ball, want to get the, get run the run the score up. But if you got Nick Chubb running, it's going to be tough. And Nick Chubb has had pretty good track record against this Bengals team. 100 plus rushing yards in five of his last seven. And Sean Watson, he's going to be better than he was last week. He's still a very talented QB. We know that. And he's got the talented pass catchers. I think the Bengals defense do a little bit of regression. It's still pretty solid, but I think this game should be more of like a three and a half spread, not a five and a half. So give me the Browns, the underdog divisional game. Give me a plus five and a half. I know a lot of people might be around with the Bengals, but I think the Browns are the better side to be on. So I'll be taking the Browns plus the five and a half points. Go get it done. If this is a field goal game, we all, we win this one. So let's move on to my third and final play before we get into my two leans. I'm going into another divisional matchup. I'm taking the Eagles minus seven as they take on the New York Giants. Now, look, a couple books had this at seven and a half, but obviously you'd much prefer the seven just for the push potential here because we know a lot of games can end on seven on that touchdown on the dot. Now, usually I'm not a guy to lay seven points on a road team in a divisional matchup. That just normally seems like a recipe for, for failure, but I think this Eagles team is just leaps and bounds better than the Giants. And I think the Giants are an impressive team this year, but we saw last year these teams played last December. The Eagles beat them by 24 points. Now, if that game was in Philadelphia, the Giants are going to come out here in MetLife play pretty tough but Giants coming off a tie at home versus the Commanders and you can say well the Commanders beat the Eagles and yeah but the Commanders kind of need everything to go right the Eagles kind of shot themselves in the feet in that game and the Eagles just have been really dominant this year they're coming off a 25 point win against the Tennessee Titans a very solid team and I just think they're the much better all-around team they got the better offensive and defensive line and they got the better weapons on both sides of the field and a much better secondary I mean the Eagles are 11 and 1 for a reason they're obviously not trash they're good. And they've won eight of those games by seven plus points, at least covering this line or at least pushing the line. And the Giants, yeah, they're seven, four, and one, but their luck is starting to catch up to them. I mean, the last five weeks, they're one, three, and one. They've lost games by eight, 13, and 14 points. So all three losses have not covered this line. And look, the Giants have been good as underdogs. I believe the most profitable team this season, seven and one against the spread to be exact. But I think all good things must come to an end. This Eagles team is it looks it's legit and they're trying to go for a Super Bowl and I think just the Giants are standing in their way and I think they're going to steamroll their their divisional opponent I know the Giants have been great and wouldn't be mad if they kept this close or even won it outright but I just think the Eagles have too much too much firepower you also look at the Giants to have Saquon Barkley now injured it's just the, the Giants very, are very rarely going to struggle to put up some points against a very talented Eagles defense so unless the Giants defense shows up and has a otherworldly type of game i think the eagles get this one at least win by over a touchdown give me jalen hurts and the road eagles on the road in metlife taking down the giants i'll lay the seven points it's a large number but i think it's large for a reason give me the eagles minus the seven points now let's move on to the leans now as always 
Reminder, leans, we do not count towards our official record. So despite them going 2-0 last week, I don't count them towards my record. And in fact, over the last seven weeks, they're 12-2. So I might save the good picks for the leans. I don't know how it keeps happening. But hey, you can tail them. You can fade them. I'm not going to track them towards the record, win or loss. I still root for them to win because I know some people still tail them. But let's talk about this first one. The Kansas City Chiefs, minus eight and a half. Now look, the Broncos, it couldn't be me betting on them. Every time I say, you know what? The Broncos are like public. No one's betting on the Broncos. They're like 85% on the other side. And the books just say, well, you know what? We can't we can't help it. The Broncos are so bad. And look, now they're missing Cortland Sutton too. And this is a Chiefs offense. It's rolling. I mean, the Broncos, the only thing they got really is their defense to kind of keep them in this game. And honestly, on an unrelated note, why, who's to blame for the Broncos being this bad? I mean, is it Nathaniel Hackett? Is it Russell Wilson? Combination of the both? I mean, someone asked me that yesterday. They were like, why are, the Bron- why are the Broncos so bad? And it's honestly a, a puzzling question because this was a team we all expected to be pretty decent this year. And they've just been terrible. So you can go for the under. I think the unders are, what, 11-1 and one in their game so far? But I think the Chiefs are the safer side to pit. I think they could easily win this game by 10 points. They go in by 30. Like, the Broncos are so, so bad. Their offense has just been absolutely abysmal. And I think the Chiefs are going to come in here and roll, especially off a loss to the Bengals. Like, you can bet on the Broncos. It's just a lean. I'm not going to have any money tied on this one. Maybe I'll do a same-game parlay or something. But... Broncos has just been brutal, brutal, brutal. So I'd lean the Chiefs in that one, minus eight and a half. Now, on the second lean of this video, it's going to be the 49ers and Buccaneers. And I lean the under 37 and a half points. Now, the 49ers are three and a half point favorites. Personally, I think this is more of a field goal game, but like a 20 to 17 final score goes under this. And honestly, I don't know where points are coming in this game. I mean, it's a low over under, but like the Buccaneers offense stinks. They managed to score three points basically all of the game last week until they made us, you know, to run up 14 in the final, like, three minutes. And that's Tom Brady. He can do that. But it's a great 49ers defense. And now they're down Jimmy Garoppolo. So, that really is. I don't know where a lot of points are coming in this game. It should be a good game. I'm excited to watch it. But Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, going up against Tom Brady. I mean, the narrative's right itself. You got a guy that was drafted the last overall pick in the NFL draft versus arguably the best quarterback of all time. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool kind of narrative, but I just don't know where the points are coming from. The Buccaneers defense is elite. The 49ers defense is elite. And both these two offenses with, you know, a guy like Brock Purdy, maybe he's able to manufacture some offense against the Buccaneers, but that defense has always been humming. And then you got the 49ers defense, which is legit. And they're going to cause so many problems because they're able to just rush three or four guys and get pressure against Tom Brady and his offensive line, which really struggles. I mean, you look at all the player props for the Buccaneers, basically all went down 10 or 11 yards, despite them getting closer or hitting the over last week. I don't know. This feels like a really, really ugly game to watch. 20 to 17 feels like a high scoring game for this one. Could be like 17 to 13, 17 to, I don't know. I'm not expecting a lot of points. I'd lean the under 37 and a half. It's a low number, but look, these offenses, I don't expect to score a lot of points against some very good talented defenses. So I lean the under. Hopefully the leans can go 2 and 0, can move to 14 and 2 over the last, you know, eight weeks. We'll see. But those are my three picks. We're going with the Eagles minus the seven. We're going with the Bengals plus the five and a half. And we're going with the Seahawks minus three and a half. My three picks. Those will be the ones I track towards the record. Parlays and player props will be live Saturday evening. It might already be, if it already is live, boom, it's right here. Reminder about that prize picks free square. Go sign up for prize picks. Take advantage of the free square for Justin Herbert and take advantage of the deposit match. 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. Take advantage of that. My name's Austin. Signing out. See you guys back again in the other videos. Peace out.